Hey, Honeymooners, you can find ad-free episodes, Moshe's DJ sets, merch discounts, and so much more on our Patreon. Check it out at patreon.com slash endlesshoneymoon or click the link in the description of this episode. Welcome to the Endless Honeymoon Podcast. It's Moshe. And Natasha. We're still married. Long pause. Uh, Natasha, uh, speaking of pushing our marriage to the very breaking point and in your outer limits, not only did we go on a mother freaking RV trip through Central Oregon, which was a delightful time. I mean, was it not a delightful time? It was really nice. It was so beautiful. We stopped like, in Hot Springs. It's freaking Fern Gully up there. It's Fern Gully with hippies. You picked up your socks. It was it was wonderful. I did a really good job of keeping the RV clean, didn't I? Yeah. Didn't I? You and did. you didn't let me hit one time. You didn't let me hit one time. Hit? Yeah, hit. hit. The skins? M- you mean have sex with me in the yeah, RV? Yeah, not even one time. I mean, our you kid is sleeping in there. Yeah, but she sleep. We got oh. a whole other bed. Sorry, it's a whole yeah. other bedroom situation. Out of my comfort zone. Well, it's not my comfort zone to go to bed horny in the woods. All I wanted to do was smush one time in the woods. You could have taken, you know what we could have done? Hmm. We could have um, put a surf leash on our child and then attached the surf leash to the truck, closed the door so that she couldn't leave, right? So she was like on her ankle was a surf leash and the other end of it was jammed into the truck door. So she was kind of stuck at the campsite mm-hmm. and then you and me could have um, absconded into the woods and we could have rutted chimpanzee style, woods wood style. That would have been fun. And I'm sorry that uh, all you had to do was jerk off with your composting toilet I but did. at least it's your you love it i love it and it's got real curves honestly <laughs> it's beautiful uh but then we get home we get home you guys are not going to freaking believe this you guys we get home and another family gave us a call now by the way this wasn't my idea i can't even be blamed for this another family gave us a call uh this is the Clooney family uh george and amalia uh and they asked if we wanted to go backpacking like real camping, like full pack, 35 to 50 pound backpack to treacherous hike in. And Natasha said yes. And we went freaking backpacking. They didn't, they didn't say the treacherous part. We got Legero in a backpack. They said it was one mile easy with five-year-olds, but Uh, it was two miles and it was not easy. It was Tretch. could not carry that backpack. It was the lead rapper from Naughty by Nature, Tretch. Like every, I would say, uh... Every two minutes, there was a poison ivy sighting. Poison oak, yeah. Poison uh, oak, P.O., that I old P.O., and then you have to like shimmy through like we're going uphill the entire time. With thousand foot drops on either side. I'm shimmying she like shimmied. with my backpack because it's like tied in wrong because it's not the so right proud. backpack. At one point, I turned to look at my child and almost careened her, her off, off the, a, cliff. A, the cliff. Yep, and I saved her life. I mean, there's oh a my lot, God. Lot of I great can't moments. even think about that. A lot of great moments that I had. At one point, Natasha almost walked directly off the cliff because she wasn't looking. Because <laughs> I couldn't look she was up going. while I was, because I was carrying 60 pounds of equipment, so I was like hunched over. Mm-hmm. So I was just looking at the ground like a hunchback, but then I almost went right off the cliff because it was switchbacks. You almost done died and you oh almost done murdered God. our child. I mean, what? how bad would it have been if you had murdered our child and then killed yourself? I would have been all alone, solo creep into Burning Man, and I would have been sad. I almost wouldn't if you and our child perished in the woods last weekend, there's a possibility I wouldn't go to Burning Man this year. <laughs> it's possible. Listen, it was terrifying. It was it was worth it. It was I didn't cool. see this. I wasn't there. I wasn't sure if this really happened, but I think Natasha might have shit in the woods in a I, hole. I well, you don't have we to say. get there. You don't have to say, but all I can say is... We get finally to this campsite. I saw you walking back with a shovel in your hand with a satisfied look on your face, and that's when I knew we would make it through another 10 years together. We had to shovel a hole and then shit in the hole and then put the dirt back on, which I wasn't quite clear of, but then I... Or clear why? Clear why? Why you wouldn't want raw human shit on a hiking trail? Yeah, I guess. Would you? Doesn't do you it like just decompose? Can't you just do, do you it by like a tree? when there's a hot dog shit in no, front of our gross, house? No, it's gross. But I also don't like what? thinking there's buried like treasures <laughs> all around the campsite. No, but do you like when you walk outside and there's a hot dog shit that's just been freshly steamed? No. How about that? That hot dog shit is five times the size. Okay, I hear you. And, and it's I, from a human. It's from a hiker named Leaf. I I, I will, <laughs> I will tell you, 
our daughter has never had to shit so much as when we got to that campsite. I had to dig like four different holes. Does a girl shit in the woods? You betcha. If she has to, I guess. Yeah. It, it was interesting. We, you know, we bathed in the lake or the... It's a river. Natasha river. does not know the difference between a lake and a river. I did not grow up around nature. I don't know. You grew up in the Great Lakes region. No, I didn't. Yes, you That's did. That's Minnesota. I isn't grew up Illinois in Illinois. In the, they there have was a the, great lake. Isn't no. there a Lake Illinois or something like Rock that? Rock River, but I mean... That's a river. Rivers are the ones that are, are uh, coily. They're kind of like shits. They're kind of like poopoos. All right, listen. And I, lakes are more like diarrheas. I'm glad I did it. It was amazing. Um, it was really cool. I, I, I was so impressed with you. I can't do more than that. It was it was appealing to me because I was like, I'm never going to do something like this. And the woman is a chef. She's like, oh, I'll cook. I mean, it wasn't like, you know, fancy, but she was like, she would take care of it. Sorry, it's really hard for us to focus because. Yeah, well, go grab her. Go grab her. Tell, tell the folk. She's dying and she's Tell like, the folk. Listen, we've been doing this podcast for such a long time. You've seen us through the demise of Pablo. And I hate to say it, but it seems like Cutie's demise is uh, coming quicker than we wish. I mean, to be honest, this is a very sad time in the Legero Castro household. To be honest, Cutie, I don't know if we were doing the podcast when this started. I think we were. But Cutie had like weird internal bleeding like three years ago uh, at the very beginning of the pandemic or maybe even right before it. And we thought she was about to die. And we got her on this uh, medi- medication cocktail like, um, you know, uh, and it was like a breakthrough, like an early HIV patient in uh, the West Village in 1987. A lot of opiates. She And she has been thriving. I'm thriving. Uh, I mean, but, she can't see or hear. But, but things, you know, I and mean, what can you do? You can't turn back the clock. And it seems that Cutie is like whimpering and in pain. And but she's so cute. She's your darling, your darling she girl. She is legitimately very cute. She is a cute little cutie. She has an IMDb page. And it's all, I think. Don't you think she could hang in there for two more years? Not two years. No, honey, I don't think so. You know, the truth is like, it's always sad when a loved one goes. But when that loved one has been on TV, it's sadder. And Cutie's got an IMDb page and I recommend everybody check it out. Her work in another period was really stellar. If anyone has any ideas about what to do, she stopped eating, but Moshe is able to force her meds into her, even though sometimes her teeth come out with the meds because her teeth are just all kind of hanging on a thread. But also, we just gave her some turkey lunch meat, which you're not she supposed to give dogs. She housed it. And she had four pieces, so yeah. maybe she is still eating. So if there's any people out there who have access to the internet and like to Google things, let us know. Oh, cutie. She's not doing so good. hot. Okay. She's a suffering oh, that gal. That sounds like a happy sound. Oh, man. Well, anyway, if you've been a podcast listener long enough, you'll know that Pablo's gone and now Cutie seems like she's on her way out and it's really sad. Do we put her down? Do we let her do this? I would say what you do is put the microphone down (laughs) for sure. I mean, (laughs) because I think our listeners can only take so much. But... But do you, if they start making noises, like, because she was fine because she wasn't making any noises. She's in pain, the poor girl. So if she's in pain, do we stop medicating her and just let her die? I think it's time for us to let her go. But how many days of pain do you sit through? I don't know. You mean maybe it'll get better? Well, like, do you, like, wait for five days of pain or are you torturing them? Because there's, like, no bridge to cross. Like, it's just, this is, like, a downhill battle. I think it's downhill from here. I don't know what to do or say about it. Let's Poor take a call. Yeah, Just let's give some advice, I guess. Aww. I'm sorry to end it on a downbeat bummer, but you know what the truth is? That is the that is the great challenge and heartbreak of dog ownership is that, that you out... I think she that's enough. Say okay, say goodbye, cutie. Say goodbye. say goodbye to your public. Poor gal. Do you care if I uh, use your skin for something when you're gone? She doesn't seem into the idea. <laughs> Oh, poor little girl. Well, I thought it would be nice to have a little patch of her fur around Why don't you time. tell the or- the story of Cutie as we say goodbye? Why don't you tell how you found Cutie? Wait, don't make it sound like we're saying goodbye. I think we kind of are, honey. She is dying on the stage. It would be nice if she just passed away and we didn't have to put her down. I know, I always Cutie, thought I might die on the stage. I, would, I, I could arrange that for sure. Tosh, I really think that's enough. She, it's like, maybe she has something to say. It's like over the top, I think. But she has lived a lot of her life in the public. And I used to take her on the road with me. And she would say goodbye hold, hold to up. everybody. I think we might have to put her away. Okay. Um, cutie may die on the stage. I think we're going to have to figure out something to do with her. But um, let's take a oh, call. Poor girl. We're going to go put her in bed. We love you. We love you, cutie. Oh, but I'll tell you really quickly how I found her. Um, 
I was dating Duncan Trussell, and he he found her in a dumpster, and he brought her to me, and she was really gross, and she had these long fingernails, and she peed on my lap the second I got her. And then I took her to the vet, or I took her to the to get groomed, and I said, "Do you know anyone who wants this dog?" And he, the the groomer said, "Oh, it's your dog. They find you, honey." And now she's been my little dog ever since. What'd you do with her? Did you just put her down, Mush? Yeah, I just put her to sleep. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, trying to cope with it. So laughter well, what can is I the say? best medicine. The, Natasha, cutie is your dog. And uh, you guys have been through a lot of adventures together. And I came into your family and I grew to love her. I do think she's the most charismatic dog in the family. Pablo had his, um, he had something going on, you know. I mean, he did have a lot of personality, but a lot of it was kind of neurodivergent. And cutie's just actually a grand old dom. And uh, we, she will be so missed. Like mother, like daughter, like father, like son. And the moment you begin to whimper, and I can only feed you lunch meat, I'm taking you out. I'm taking you right back behind the woodshed. Just Maybe she just wants more lunch meat. Maybe. Maybe that was a hunger. Uh, but I, I don't think so, hon. All right. Well, let's take a call. Sorry to be a bummer, everybody. Hey, Tosh. Yeah, Mosh? You know, I was just thinking, let's spend a bunch of money on something we never use. What do you think? You know, I hate that idea. Well, we engage in that idea constantly by having all of these unwanted subscriptions that we signed up for years ago, and we don't even know we have them, and we just pay and pay and pay and pay. And that's why there's rocket money, which can go through all your subscriptions and figure out what maybe you forgot about and you're still paying and you shouldn't be paying that anymore and they cancel these subscriptions for you. Yeah, I saved a lot of money with Rocket Money and I want you to save it too. It's a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Stop throwing your money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash honeymoon. By the way, everybody's talking about this. I've been talking to other comedians, other friends of mine. Everyone's like excited that there is finally someone here to help us out when we give our information to way too many people. So rocketmoney.com slash honeymoon. That's rocketmoney.com slash honeymoon. We're going to call Alex in Ventura, the 805, mm. staying alive. Love that 805. Let's see what Alex has to say. Good old Alex is joining us today. Hi. How's, hey, how's, hey, how's the surf right now in Ventura? Can you look out your window and tell us? <laughs> it's pretty tiny. Oh, it's tiny. <laughs> she knows what's up. It's true. It is tiny. I just fact checked it. And she's right. Alex, can I ask you a personal question? Yeah. Are those your real eyebrows or do I need to get threading to get eyebrows like that? Uh, they're my real eyebrows. You should totally get threading. <laughs> you got solid, solid eyebrows. Thank you. Yeah. Were you really stoked when the kind of full, full bodied eyebrow came into style? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I didn't have to get them tattooed on like the rest of the world. Now you didn't grow up. You're young. What are you? 28, 25? 30. 30. Did you grow up during the uh, the great um, anorexic eyebrow pe- epidemic of no, the 1990s? No, she's too young. You're too young for that, right? No, no, I did. I grew up uh, during the pencil thin eyebrows. Yeah. Uh, so but that... I'm a survivor. They grew back. Yeah. You. Oh, you you went through it. I did. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. See, I never, I never uh, partaked. You never did the pencil? No. Well, anyway, your eyebrows are great. I don't know why you would need advice from us with eyebrows like that, but I guess we'll hear what you have to say. <laughs> yeah. What's going on? Okay, um, so it's a relationship question of sorts. Um, so uh, I'm a twin, um, but uh, I haven't uh, I haven't spoken to my twin sister in a couple of years, um, and this didn't happen because of any sort of fight. Um, she had b- consistently been in my life. Um, we're like soulmates. I'm so close to her. Um, but when I was pregnant, um, uh, and she was so excited for the baby to come, she just kind of slowly over time lost contact. And then once I gave birth, she just completely disappeared. Um, 
and and I understand um, with how estrangement works and and boundaries to often respect people in that way. Um, but being my twin, I just can't shake the feeling that I should go and find her and get her. And um, she lives in a different country, uh, about 5,500 miles away from me. Oh, I know exactly what country that is. I know every, the distance of every country from every country. She's in Uzbekistan. That's crazy. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> But um, I mean, I have the type of job where um, I have a lot of vacation time, I get paid enough where I can get a ticket to go visit her. Um, and I now have childcare. Um, so I have uh, someone to watch my baby. Um, so I guess my question is, like, do I respect her boundaries? Do I just accept this situation for what it is? Or do I just... Uh, do I find her? Do I go and get her? Do you take the caravan uh, across the desert to Uzbekistan and finally find your long lost twin? Yeah. Um, I mean, I am. Oh, I, I think that if you do not fulfill this adventure that you want to have, it will always haunt you. Yeah. Yeah. What's the downside? Violating her boundary? I mean, it's like, who fucking cares? <laughs> well, I mean, the reason I haven't um, gone and gotten her was um, at the time I just had given birth and I had a newborn. I was a single parent. Um, I didn't have anyone to watch my baby, didn't have the finances to just pick up and go to another country to go and find her. Um, but right now I'm a little urgent because I'm pregnant again. I'm in my second trimester, mm. but not too pregnant to travel. Um, so okay, I, I, I would say don't go there now. No, hold on, She's hold pregnant. on. Before we get any further into this, I do want to say that by, uh, you might not have read this when Laura emailed you, but by agreeing to be on the Endless Honeymoon podcast, you have signed away the rights to this story. We have optioned the story to turn it into a movie. So uh, regardless of what you do, we now own the uh, IP of your story, of your journey to Uzbekistan. Um, I have, okay, I have a few questions. Um, okay. Did you ever directly talk to your like you keep mentioning it as a boundary. And for me, what a boundary is, is when I tell, uh, when I tell a girl that I'm seeing, uh, not to take pictures in a bikini and not to hang around with surfers and stuff, but that's just different ideas of what boundaries are. Um, mm -hmm. did you ever directly talk? Did she say I have a boundary and I'm, I'm drawing a boundary between you and me, or did she just sort of disappear? She just sort of disappeared. Um, and I, I have my suspicions. I, I think it's because of her husband and and I would say coercive control or I have other theories. But again, it's just speculation. Um, Why but, can't you guys uh, like get a like log on to a Zoom? <laughs> oh, I've, I've tried everything. I've sent letters. Um, oh, I mean, she won't respond to you. She won't. And oh, she's a oh, oh, I, I would like to retract my earlier advice <laughs> about the adventure. Yeah, just get over it. Get over it. It's and her twin. It's not she like she doesn't some, want anything to do with it's her. Not her sorority sister. But she doesn't want anything to do with her. But it's her twin. Who cares? What, is what she do you mean? Who cares? Force herself on what her. What if I disappeared and moved to uh, Ottoman Turkey and you just never told you why and I just left? You wouldn't be like. Do you? All right, let me ask you this. Do you think she is uh, under some sort of threat? Um, honestly, I don't know. Like, just it's just bizarre to me that she wouldn't meet my baby it's all the circumstances are very bizarre and she's very high achieving like she works at a university i found her information i have an idea where she's at Can, are you um, comfortable telling us what country she's in you don't have to uh, be no Can i you mean give us i a am region? but i just want to res i want to respect her all right how about how about a region i mean she's in europe Europe. Europe. Okay. She's in Europe. Okay. Well, okay. Okay. Europe. Europe. I don't know why it feels racist, but I, I feel relief that okay. she's in Europe. <laughs> that okay. feels like there's something about me and my own bigotry. That I was like, well, okay, at least it's Europe. Okay. I have, no, I have the perfect thing. Okay. Yes. You should plan this trip to this place, plan five things, cool things for you to do. And mm -hmm. she's one of them. Looking yeah. her up is one of them. Yeah. And then there you, go. you go see this like cool place, you you know, whatever it is, some art exhibit. You might go see some region. Maybe there's like some hot springs or I don't know, just five things that appeal to you and just make yeah. her a small part of it. Auschwitz, Bergen-Belsen, <laughs> Sobibor, no, see your sister. No, but have an itinerary. And then oh, yes. by the way, we haven't really discussed this on this podcast, but our friends just asked 
chat GPT for an itinerary for this very specific trip they were going on and told them what they were interested in. And they just printed out this like amazing itinerary. In one second. In one second. So like you could just ask chat GPT like what are like, I'm into culture, dancing, blah, 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 you know, with an artistic bent, but I like love nature. And they'll they'll give you like four or five things, you know, they'll give you a long list of things to do. Then you can refine the search. Then, um, you know, also go across her, but not like, a, you know, go look for her, but not, you know, in like a... No, I like this, Natasha. Imbalanced, psychotic do, way. Do like your... Give yourself like a live, laugh, love. Uh, yes. Eat, 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 pray, eat, love. pray, love. Yeah, eat, pray, love. Live, laugh, love is the bumper sticker I have on every vehicle I own. Eat, pray, love style like vacation. And a, par- and a part of that vacation is you looking up your sister. And like, so instead, so that if she rebuffs you, you haven't had a wasted trip. And also, you don't seem like a total psycho, even though you're a twin, which I think all twins are a little bit, have a little bit of a Stepford relationship with their part, with their sibling. You are at okay. least like, hey, I was here. You haven't responded to me. What's up? And I have one more little bit of advice. Hurry up, because my dog's dying. Um, this is potentially... I don't know if you've thought about this. Wait, hold on a second. She's What's saying up? we should stop. Okay. So, while we were offline... And putting Cutie upstairs into her uh, into her hospice care, uh, I found out what country it's in. It's a country that is possible to have a very good vacation in. So that's good news. Mm-hmm, I heard it'll be a nice vacation. Uh, and what I was going to say is, there's a possibility, uh, not likely, but there's a possibility that this trip isn't totally safe, right? Like it's just possible. I mean, you don't know because this is I the, my first like. My first reaction to the way you were telling the story is you're dealing with this as if this is sort of normal and it's not normal. Like it's it's possible to have an estrangement from your sibling. Uh, that is possible. It's odd, but it happens. And with a twin, I would say it's odder, but it does happen. But just like the estrangement happens silently and you get ghosted by your literal DNA match that you shared a womb with, that's fucked up and abnormal. It's not normal. It is not normal behavior. Uh, not to say maybe she's got a reason. Maybe she's got a justifiable reason that she, you can't wrap your brain around, and she can, and she has that. You just don't know what the story is. But it's also possible that she is, like you said, under some kind of coercive control, or she's had some kind of a like a personality disorder. You just don't know because you have so little information that for sure. I wouldn't do this alone. I would at least, at the very least on your trip, uh, you know, find someone to go with you when you look your sister up. Even though this is an intimate moment, I would just make sure that either a romantic partner or just like... Maybe there's someone who can come with you for the whole trip. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I mean, so many people have offered. It's just... um... I don't know. I just, I'm so convincing when I'm in person and especially it's my twin. I know. Listen, you need to let go of this because there's something that has nothing to do with you, you know, which is her life right now because she's doing her own thing. And for whatever reason is not responding to you. And I mean, maybe you're like slightly prettier in it. She doesn't want her husband to see you. Tosh, what are you talking about? (laughs) No, but, but, I concede maybe I am a fucking bitch or there's some something I'm not considering that's so obvious. Or who um, knows? I, I mean, I mean, th- this whole notion of you negotiating with this situation as if you're dealing with a rational actor is not that's that's not real. This is not which, rational. This is, what which I, th- is why it requires a, an unrational action. response where I just show up or I don't know. think that's irrational. I don't find your your response to going to this country irrational, and I don't find it weird because it's your twin. If it was a friend, I would say maybe it is time to let it go. I actually, oh, yeah. I had a friend who this happened with, and I think you might be onto something with this coercive control thing because I had a friend that this happened with, a dear friend who I knew for many years, and then all of a sudden she was just out, like out, and wouldn't talk to any of um any of us that had known her for many years. And I would I texted her a few different times and emailed her like, hey, you know, I love you. I'm just checking in. You don't have to be my uh, in touch with me. Just let me know you're okay. No response. And then all of a sudden, I'm talking four years later. Uh, the relationship ended, and she just popped back into our social life. And it's always been a little weird for me because nobody ever said, hey, where the fuck were you? What was going on? But it's very obvious she was in a relationship with somebody that was very uh, controlling and saying, I want you to cut these people out of your life. That is kind of control 101, cut people out of your life. 
lifelines and i would and i and, and and is it unusual to have it be a twin sister yes but i would say if i was a controlling man uh and and i had a partner who i wanted complete control over her like literal dna soulmate match that would be the biggest threat to me there's a part of it that makes sense to me like this is the number one person with the most con- like orbit over my partner's mind so that's the first enemy that needs to be squeezed out of the picture here i think you're probably onto something with coercive control which is why i think you should not go here alone i think you go with your romantic partner or even a big strong man that you find in this country that you hire to go i mean literally it 99.9 percent will not be dangerous but what if it was what if this guy is like freaks out and is like get the fuck away from my girl what if i who knows what's going to happen so i think natasha's right do a big trip, make it about you, and then part of that trip is reuniting with your sister to find out what the hell happened. And At least- don't forget the last step, which is accepting the result. Oh, yes. Very Making good. the effort, but then may- maybe go into it with like, I'm going to make the effort, I'm going to take this risk, I'm going to leap mm. and do this thing, but at the same time, I'm also going to let go of the outcome because mm-hmm. you don't have control over that what's the old the old thing that my old AA sponsor used to say it's exactly what you're saying you have the right to your no it was always the same thing it was every answer to every problem i'm sure i've said this before same thing show up do what's in front of you let go of the results and pay attention and that's all you got to do to me this is not extreme this is your twin sister it's a it's a trip to a nice country in europe and you just go have a nice time and 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 find out what the hell happened to your sister i would do that i guarantee if my brother disappeared in a similar fashion i would fly my ass to whatever a nondescript country in europe this was and i would be like dude where the fuck have you been but i would take a bodyguard you can control your labor, but not the fruits of your labor. Ooh. I mean, that's the Bhagavad Gita. That is good, though. That's All some right. good stuff. Well, have fun. Will My you- dog's dying, so I have to go. Wait, Alex, if you go, will you uh, promise to write us and, and come back on the show and tell us what happened? Absolutely. I would love to know the update. You deserve to have an answer. This is your sister. You don't just let go of that relationship unless you absolutely, absolutely realize that you must. And I don't think you're there yet. Nope, not even close. But cool. thank right. you so much for your time. I really appreciate your advice, and I'm going to buy the tickets tonight. Good. And you know what I just realized? And, and bring the right person. What I di- A very important question before we let you go. What are your sister's eyebrows like? Are they the same as yours, or are they more thin? Equally as beautiful. Because uh, <laughs> uh, if, if they were thin, I would think maybe this was a jealousy thing. So, it's, no, it's not that. There's something deeper. There's a mystery here. Okay, Let's well, have fun, honey. Good luck. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye. Man, that was like a that was like a movie right there. I want to write that movie. Mm. You know, to, second trimester pregnant woman goes to nondescript country in Europe, finds uh, her sister who's in a coercive re- uh, control relationship. This is like some straight up uh, I, I, the, girl with the dragon tattoo. Girl, you got that. That was girl with the dragon eyebrows right there. But, <laughs> but I have to say the <laughs> the chances that. This is going to go well or very small. A hundred percent. But I think you I mean, said what, it right. What the hell is happening? I here? think you said it right though, Natasha. The point of the trip is not to get the result. The point of the trip is to get the answer. Right. And, and, and to know that you tried. Yeah. I mean, that's your sister. You, you don't give up on your sister unless, I mean, yeah. If she had called and said, hey, I have this sister for 40 years. She's been an abusive force in my life. Manipulative, you know, um, violent, awful, liar. Yeah, the, at that point, the advice becomes maybe it's time to let this relationship go. But I have this soulmate who I love more dearly than anything in the world. My, I shared a womb with her. We're twins. And then one day she disappeared and never met my daughter. Should I go check up on her? It's like the answer is, yeah, the, the, it, the relationship's not a write-off yet. It might be. It might be a write-off, but you don't have the information. All right. Well, uh, are we going to listen to some secrets or what? Heck yeah. Hey, Tosh. Yeah, Mosh? I've been thinking about getting into compression technology. Do you have a suggestion? In fact, I do. What? What is it? Honey Love. What's Honey Love? Honey Love is your go-to for all things shapewear, Mosh. Honey Love has revolutionized compression technology, so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. You'll immediately feel and see the difference. We And we have an exclusive offer for our listeners. You can get 20% off your entire order with the code HONEYMOON at honeylove.com. 
Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com and use the code HONEYMOON. My only complaint about Honeylove is that they don't seem to make a compression short. They've got this super power short, which is awesome. Its signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. As you know, that is my passion. But I am upset because I keep writing the company and saying, will you make a super power compression short for my for the male crotch? Hey, it, make fun of it all you no, want. No, I'm not making both. fun of it. I have a lot of excess weight in the crotch area, and I would like to kind of press some of that down. I'm not going to even respond to you. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering just the perfect amount of compression. Have you ever felt compression wear? It's awesome. I want to feel it on my banana. Oh, my God. Anyway, listen. Treat yourself to the best shaper on the market and save 20% off at HoneyLove.com. With the code HONEYMOON, use code HONEYMOON at HoneyLove.com. Hey, Tosh. Yeah, I was at the barber shop the other day just chopping it up with the fellas. Uh-huh. And my barber said that he's noticed a lot of people thinning in the area because of that pandemic we went through. Interesting. There is no better time to start to focus on your scalp and hair health than right now. And Nutrafol is here to help. Their physician-formulated hair growth supplements and scalp care products create a simple but effective routine to address thinning at the source. Hair changes can happen due to age, biology, and lifestyle, not to mention pandemics. No matter the root cause of your hair concerns, Nutrafol meets you exactly where you are with science-backed formula tailored to your needs. Developed by Dr. Anthony Fauci. Just kidding, everybody. (laughs) Hair care products that you use can make or break your hair health. Overwashing, color treating, heat styling, and product usage can clog the scalp's pores or cause dryness, leading to a poor environment for hair growth. And that's where Nutrafol comes in. While Nutrafol's hair growth supplements target the root causes of thinning hair from within, Nutrafol's scalp care formulas help create a healthy environment for improved hair quality. They're clinically shown to balance the scalp and visibly improve hair health and strength in two weeks with their 100% natural fragrance, zero parabens, and ingredients that are color and extension safe. So take the first step towards improved hair and scalp health now. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our U.S. listeners $10 off your first scalp care order when you go to Nutrafol.com scalp and you enter promo code HONEYMOON. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L dot com slash scalp and enter the promo code HONEYMOON to get $10 off your first scalp care order. Stop. Stop what, Tosh? (laughs) I was going to say stop neglecting your scalp. Stop neglecting your scalp. But it's true. This is available only to U.S. customers. And for a limited time, that's Nutrafol.com slash scalp. Promo code HONEYMOON for $10 off your first scalp care order. Hi. Uh, love the podcast. Um, I was literally just in the middle. I haven't even finished the episode. But I just heard the foursome secret on the Eliza Schlesinger episode and I wanted to share my own juicy foursome story. Um, it happened with my partner, and then I had a friend and their partner. First, we uh, set the mood by going to a bad college sketch show. And then we go back to the apartment to do the deed. And it ended up sort of being like Moshe's story where uh, my girlfriend and my friend's partner ended up fucking like animals, animals. This is Moshe's story? my friend and I were seated next to each other just watching it silently. There was no music. Uh, But it ended up being enough of a bonding experience that after both of our partners uh, broke up with us that we ended up dating and are now two and a half years into it. So I also want to point out the fact that my now girlfriend farted in my ex-girlfriend's face. And she deserved it. Thanks, guys. I mean, this is a great... I don't know what the fart thing had to do with anything, but maybe that was during the foursome. This is a great story of even when a, when a group sex situation is incredibly awkward, you might be, uh, it might be love blossoming between you and the person that you didn't even know was going to be your partner. That's kind of beautiful. 
Yeah, I could have done without the farting in your. Yeah, face. the farting part definitely I will felt say, like unnecessary. I mean, that's the that's that's one of the most degrading things about having a child. Is is that you're basically like get farted on. Mm, that does happen a lot. Yeah, and you're just kind of like, I guess this is like I my life. This is life now. You were I, so dignified before you had a child. I wipe shit and pick up piss. You pick up piss? I mean, from the dogs, I guess. Oh, wait. Didn't we do a pick up piss joke in the last episode? Man, you know what? Life is a beautiful, beautiful circle. Well, I'm just saying picking up piss is a lot of my life. I can't wait to get to Burning Man this year and have um, have a foursome this year. Uh, is my invitation to sleep with whoever I want to at Burning Man still on the table for this year? Um. Well, this is the interesting time to bring it up. Well, the, he brought it up. Oh, okay. Uh, let's... Let's table that. Oh, okay. But it's in three weeks. Do we have another Wait, Burning Man's in three weeks? I think so. Ooh. Well, it'll probably uh, be good for you to make a public announcement, right? You're the one that brought it up on the podcast literally one year ago today. I didn't do it. But anyway, Natasha. Yes. You'd be glad to know I had a frustrating and and lonely week in the RV last year at Burning Man. But a great time. I hung out with my friends Juan and Josh. At least you had the whole RV to jerk off in, not just the oh, that's compost true. toilet <laughs> area. All right. Well, can we hear another secret, please? Here we go. Hey, Tosh. Hey, Mosh. I have a secret for you. So my partner, we've been together for a little over five years. We are both in our 30s. Um, he has kept, insisted on keeping this stack of papers that are basically like Essays from high school, like English and projects and shit like that. I've read them. They are nothing special. They're very much just high school minded, um, short essays about like fucking Weathering Heights or some shit. So the other day I ran out of printer paper and really needed to print some return labels. And so I started using the backside of these essays that he's kept and not touched the entire time we've been together. Um, And I think I'm going to maybe go through the whole pile and just pretend like I don't know what happened. (laughs) All right. Bye, guys. Lady. What are you what are you doing over here? I mean, these just because you don't think that they have any value. It's his property. I mean, not only is his property, it's his nostalgic property. Yeah. I just think like... Terrible. I, I think he... I love she this secret, res- by the way. She should respect him. I love this secret because it's a real secret. You know, sometimes yeah. these secrets are kind of like not quite secrets. This one is actually uh, malevolent, <laughs> and uh, but stakesless, which is kind of fun, you know? No, if he found out... He would be so hurt. Don't do that. Go get a fucking sheet of paper at Staples, dork. <laughs> I mean, what are you thinking? You gotta do the return label. I mean, how 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 pressing was this mail snail mail you were about to send I, out? I will say, take note of what's underneath this because it does seem like a Ooh, minor yeah. disrespect and disregard for him and what he's about and what he holds dear. That's what's up. So you're so saying so he might not be the person for you. Wait, why are you breaking them up? <laughs> you always break people up. The fact that that she's doing this might. You always throw away... Reek of an underlying, you you, know... You always throw away leftovers that are important to me. I throw away... Oh, you You, mean I'm the only one in the house who throws away expired food? Yes, I agree with that. You throw stuff away a lot. It is actually an issue of yours. Okay, well, I like things to be clutter-free. Well, but sometimes that clutter belongs to me. All right, well, you know... Maybe I'm not the right person for you. Ninja bread maker and your... air fryer that's like the size of nine blenders uh, are sitting in the garage i gotta set that up oh my god um natasha remind you yes shall we hear one more secret let's do it okay the truth is that my dog is ruining my sex life and i love her and no matter what i do she will not allow me to hang out with my girlfriend and I am so fucking sick of it but I love her so much ain't nothing I can do here's the hierarchy she done here's can I just say something oh yeah here's the hierarchy you got a hot take here I can feel it coming in sex with people your personal fulfillment 
Um, and then underneath that goes your dog. Yeah. But what do you do? Put the dog to sleep? If you have to. Kill the dog? You don't keep a dog around who won't let you be intimate with a partner. Here's I'm what- sorry. You, you can't let a dog take take precedent you mm. have to discipline the dog or, or i mean obviously discipline it but if if you have to choose between companionship with a dog or a person i feel like you should pick person what about when we were camping and you weren't intimate with me because of our dog tour no but do you disagree with me well i disagree i mean it sounds weird when i say it but no, i'm here's what i think I, I i definitely i'm not saying you have to euthanize the dog i'm saying you you try to discipline it you try to discipline it if it won't do it like i was single if you won't do it, what you get rid of the dog or you figure something else out Ooh, dog twitter's coming for you i'm just saying Is there dog twitter anymore it's mostly nazi twitter now but but <laughs> no natasha I, I i i hear what you're saying i think the point of what you're saying is is that you have to make sure that the dog doesn't interfere with your sex life at all costs. And I would suggest, I would suggest, if, okay. you, have a, if you have a garage, uh, putting the dog in like the in the garage. I'm assuming people have tried everything yeah. when I give this advice. I'm not yeah, like, I'm, I'm just saying. What, if, what do the dog owner people who listen to this think? If you have a dog that's literally making it so you can't be intimate with your partner anymore, what are you supposed to do? Just not have a sex life until the dog dies of natural causes? Or... Do you adopt it? What do you do? I don't. Maybe you 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 look at solutions. You tr- maybe get another final dog. solutions. You get a. I don't know. You you have to figure out. You know maybe like okay. This was gonna say when I was. I think I was like thirty seven. I had two dogs and they slept in my bed. I'm sure I've told this before, but I'll say it again. They slept in my bed and I was like, okay, I'm gonna start dating people and I do not want to have dogs sleeping in my bed. I was right. like, that is not a thing for you know and then I would I would have them sleep in the bed and they would bark every night and then I hired a trainer to help me and it took about a week but then and they were like you, they just slept in a bed. basket and then I met you you came over and I wasn't one of those people who has two dogs sleeping with me you know it's fascinating that no you got, offense I'm just saying fascinating that you got to the trainer after going through euthanasia and adopting <laughs> it immediately giving it away that seems like the uh, job one is <laughs> you should hire a trainer to make sure that this doesn't happen anymore uh, train your dog that when you and your lover are, uh, what did you call it? Tribbing. Um, <laughs> that it stays at attention at the bottom of the bed. It seems really obvious. Yeah, get a fucking trainer, dude. You deserve to get laid. All right, Natasha. Yes. Shall we do another call? Um, well, can I check on my dog? Yeah, and then let's do another call. Hey, Tosh. Yeah, Mosh. You know, I haven't had a drink of alcohol in a long time. I know. How do you unwind or party? Well, it's difficult now that they've just said that uh, that whatever sweetening Diet Coke is a cancer causer. I am in a search for a drink that will make me feel like I'm having something special. And I found it, Tosh. What is it? It's called hop water. Hop water is a non-alcoholic sparkling hop water. I've had it. It's so good. And it's crafted with adaptogens and nootropics. And it'll make you feel like you're really cool at a party by sipping on it. If you haven't tried hop water, you gotta try this. For someone who doesn't drink, it is a great way to enjoy happy hour with family and friends without feeling like you're missing out. I should have said that because I am the one that doesn't drink. And I, know, I I'm, very, I'm very in tune with it because I'm always, you know, drinking alone. Yes, you do drink alone an awful lot. And you know what I drink when I'm alone thinking about Natasha's drinking problem? Hop water. That's H-O-P-W-T-R. It's so refreshing and full of hoppy flavor and mood-boosting benefits that it will help you celebrate any moment from noon to night. Plus, hop water is purposefully crafted without calories, carbs, or sugar. I took a sip of this at Burning Man one year, and a friend that doesn't drink had it. And you know, at Burning Man, you're real desperate for something like this. I took a sip, and I I swear, I said, that is so good. I'm going to start buying it and having it in my house at all times. And now look at me. I'm reading an ad for them. Also with mood enhancers, I love it. We know you'll love hop water too, so you just need to try it out. And right now we've got a special offer just for our listeners. 20% off your first order, plus free shipping when you order 24 cans or more. That's H-O-P-W-T-R. Note, it's not how you spell water usually. H-O-P-W-T-R dot com slash honeymoon. To get this offer, go to our special URL, H-O-P-W-T-R dot com slash honeymoon. Don't wait. This offer won't last long. Go now to hopwater.com slash honeymoon. 
Okay, listen, I'm going to try to figure out what to do with Cutie. I mean, I could take her to the doctor and she could get more pain meds, but then she might just like, it'll cost like thousands of dollars and it'll extend her life by two weeks. And I'm sure that's what Barbara Streisand would do. But Barbara Streisand also has a basement in her house where she buys a doll every day. Right. She has a French market set up in her basement, Mm -hmm. right? We don't have French market. I wish I had that job. I wish I was the person who worked... (laughs) At the place where she buys a doll every every morning. We don't have French French uh, f- fake French market budget <laughs> money. We're not there yet. We're not. If more people signed up for our Patreon, we would be getting pretty close. But well, uh, listen, I am very proud of this Patreon. People love our Patreon. It is growing rapidly. Oh yes. And I think that uh, people should join our Patreon if you haven't already. We have another dinner party coming up very soon, and uh, let's. Take another call, and I'll try to not listen to these whimpers that are happening in the background. So just so you, you know guys, what? the show must go on. Just so you guys know, this is Natasha actually having a really emotionally t- difficult time. <laughs> no, it, it is. I know her really well. And Remember on is, your birthday, I made everyone go around the room and say what they liked about Moshe. Yeah. On his birthday, and like I was like, I like your income, and I like your mustache, and then like his friend like started crying and did this really heartfelt Jeremy, this really heartfelt loving thing about what a great guy Moshe is, and I was like, oh well, that's what she I goes, meant to say. She goes, ditto. <laughs> That's Natasha's emotional scale. But I at least was bringing it up so that everyone would indulge mm-hmm. in your emotions, you know? Okay, let's do another call. Okay, we're going to call the one and only Nikki in Connecticut. Natasha, stay strong. She's having a hard time. Folks, Natasha's having a hard time. I am too. I'll miss that old girl if she has to go. It's going to be so sad. Cutie was such a... To me, Cutie is like truly, I don't want to say spirit animal, but she's like your complete animal partner like she is you in dog form all you need to know about cutie oh hey i was just about to say something about my dog do you know about my dog oh mayor cutie yeah Yeah, what i was gonna say about mayor cutie mayor cutie might be voted out of office soon if you know what i mean yeah she's about to pack her knives and go yeah (laughs) i will say about mayor cutie um she's just so precious she's a precious girl and she's so cute. She's a cutie. And I used to pray at night when I was pregnant that I would like my kid as much as I loved Mayor Cutie. Oh, that's And I was sweet. like, please. Aww. But now, you know, I, I love my child way more. Yeah. Well, that's good, I, I, I think. <laughs> I always thought uh, Mayor Cutie was a super, like, funny and cute dog name. Oh, but thanks. I don't remember... Like you ha- used her in the the show another period, right? Yeah, yeah, she has. She's on IMDb. She's got great acting chops. Anyway, Nikki, sorry to bring you into our sad family drama, but you know what? We consider the listeners to this podcast like members of our family. Gotta say, man. Uh, you know, I uh, lived in LA for a little bit in like 2013 for like 10 years, but I saw you guys separately at uh, the oh my gosh, the um, meltdown. No. Improv? Sound sounds like it left real effect on you. UCB theater. Yeah, I know. I've just been preparing so much, and I Largo. Just got... No, you know, like the fucking uh, comedy store. Oh, the comedy store. The store. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The store. The store. So yeah, I live down the street. Cool. But well, you guys, you guys are fucking awesome. And uh, I just, I thought that I'm having kind of like a trouble with this question because, like. Anyone I bring into asking it is probably going to be someone who would have a personal, Ooh, you know, good. opinion on it. Okay, let us know. Let us weigh in because we don't give a fuck about you. So, um, I like I said, I lived in Vegas. I said I lived in Los Angeles for like ten years, but then I moved to Vegas. I was a chef, and during lockdown, I met this girl who I really, really, really liked and loved, and like thought you know could work out with. She got pregnant. And before she got pregnant, she was talking about getting pregnant. And I mentioned that, like, you know, I would love to have a child with you, just not for a couple of years, because I know that I was like in a fucked up place. And this is about two years. Oh, it's exactly two years ago. He is or two years and nine months. He just turned my son just turned two last Sunday. So what happened is we had a kid and I'm totally fine with that. I love him so much. But I moved back to Connecticut from las vegas because i was really having trouble getting my shit together and like i was really unhappy and i think our relationship was kind of like you know maybe we're just gonna be good co-parents but um he has 
five, four names. His name is Levon Dwight Joseph. This is my last name. And um, she recently like kind of floated this idea that she is nervous that she's not going to be able to prove that she's his mother, which I don't know if that makes as much sense as I don't know. Um, so she was kind of floating the idea that she wants to change his name a little bit. And I was like, okay, cool. Do you want to just add a hyphen in your last name? And then, I mean, she's really hard to read sometimes. I, uh, or she's just really good at negotiating. Because I was like, wait, so you want to get rid of one of his names? And honestly, to, to uh, you know, to act, what you always say about when people call, they usually kind of have the answer. And I was writing down just an outline of what I want to say to you guys. And I kind of figured out my answer. But like, so uh, his first middle name is her dad. We totally agreed on the first name, but her first middle name is her dad. Leon is her dad. Levon. No, Dwight is. Oh, okay. Dwight. Yeah. Don't call him Dwight. I like Levon. Wait, will you repeat the name one more time? Levon. It's a great name, right? But um, Levon. I didn't say that. Joseph. Okay. 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 Levon, Dwight, Joseph. All right. The only good name there is Levon. So, so uh, she wants to basically change the kid's name. And take out the you parts. Yes. Or I maybe I think I can get her just to take out one. And Joseph is my dad. And I honestly don't really like the guy. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> how old let, is this child? Let me guess. He was uh, living in out of state, far away, getting his shit together when you were being raised. <laughs> no, he was toxic cloud of. Why did you name the kid after him then? Like, um, because- I get it. I get it. I wanted like our relationship was getting to a point where it and I I understand how fucked up this is, but it was like getting to become a competition. So when it came to naming him and I honestly, okay, all right, that's kind of whatever, too. So, okay, Okay. so Uh, let's get to let's let's hear what he came up with as the solution. Yeah, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna be like, okay, like, why not just leave on Dwight? Or like I'm gonna be I'm gonna be like uh, yeah let's drop the middle his the middle name like fuck my dad or All whatever right. it's sense of pride. I got a take here. I got a take. I got a hot oh. take. Uh, not that hot. I think I think that you are. So she, let me just clarify all the the p- players here. She's in Las Vegas with your son. You're in Connecticut getting your life kind of on track. Uh, and and uh, is your life on track at this point? Yeah, I, uh, I've within that two years, I've kind of recently really gotten on track. So great, uh, congratulations! That's really good, and keep keep that up. Now, uh, I, I, you have come up with a solution, but I think that you have missed the actual problem. So you have the answer to the to the to the thing that you've called about, but it's pretty obvious. I mean, you seem you're a smart person. I'm sure you know this on some level. The name thing is completely symbolic and unimportant i mean it's not unimportant i get that your feelings are being stepped on i get that it's painful for your partner your are you rolling a joint right now no oh, okay i thought that'd be funny it's <laughs> like i be. finally got my life <laughs> yeah things are going well no but it's like she's saying something very clear to you right it, it, it doesn't take a psychologist to figure out what she's saying she's saying well i mean yes yeah go ahead no 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 I mean, she's saying, just- "Hey, where the fuck are you? You're not around, uh, and I and I'm I am going to use this very unimportant thing. I mean, it's important emotionally, but obviously, mm-hmm. there's what the the reason is that she's scared. She's not. I mean, it's it's bullshit. It is bullshit. But nobody's saying what's real, which is actually I'm feeling like I'm raising this kid by myself, and I'm feeling like I want to like." expand my ownership stake in 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 this <laughs> child and so yeah choose whatever you want with the name that's last a, name though i would try to try to keep definitely. right well definitely right. but that's I, a good negotiating uh but for, but forget the name the the name is something i would my answer if i were in your position which is a difficult position and i might deal with it i might not know how to deal with it if i was sitting in the middle of it is i would say to her the name we can work out whatever you want to do is fine with me but why don't we talk about what's going on beyond that, which is, you know, I've got my shit together. I feel like I'm finally on track. 
And I'm feeling like this is really symbolic of something else that maybe you're a little bit frustrated with the amount. Of, I don't know because I don't know the relationship, but I assume just based on what you're telling me, that's what she's really saying. Where the fuck are you? Why am I raising this child by myself? And if I'm going to raise this child by myself, well, maybe I'll just say this is my kid in name. Dude, it, that's the thing. Like she's so good at masking. Now, not in like a, I'm not nagging her, but um, you know, she's uh really good at hiding things and i think that's kind of like where we got into our relationship in the first place and i'm not saying i was you know i was like early i was like honeymoon relationship esque where everything was just good and uh i never i guess i never really figured out how to understand her and communicate with her and like it's gotten to the point where i've been trying now like you know I, we kind of hit a rock bottom and it's just at this point it's impossible or it feels insurmountable to even break that ice with her because like i i will at times ask i don't know maybe i just have to wear her down or something. no but no yeah. no no i just think you this is a relationship that you need to work on and it's important and you might be in a new relationship now that's romantic or whatever but like this relationship with your child's mother is important because you want to if you want to be in this child's life and so this is I a relationship then this is a relationship that takes top priority and yeah. she needs to know that and you need to maybe have some discussions with her and you need to wear her down and you need to like not harass her but just be like yeah, yeah. would you be open to some sort of like counseling with uh, both of us would you be open yeah. to this when can i come see him you know like it's like you got to just be have the un you have to have the undertones of like here to stay yeah, and right. and I think that, you know, and, and letting her know, like, there's so much to navigate. This is why it's I don't envy you. It's like you have to navigate. What if she still likes you or what if she, you know, used to want to fuck her? And then what if she's confusing that with the kid? And it's like there's just a lot to navigate. But all I'm saying is in the order, you need to make this a like a really important relationship. Yeah, the hierarchy is sex yeah, life. Right. And also, I'd like to add that writing out your problems does help. I mean, and and what I'm let me tell you what I'm getting from you. You're now, I think this is pretty normal. Like, you are in an emotionally difficult situation, right? This is this sucks that you have that you're in this situation, and probably you feel guilt because it was your kind of like not having your shit together that created the circumstance where you're having to like fight for the ownership of your son who's far away. So you're probably, there's some party that's also like, who am I to even say, don't do that because where the fuck am I? Why am I not with him anyway? So you're in this emotionally difficult situation. And as often happens to me, to Natasha, to everybody, when you're in an emotionally difficult situation, you like your focus, like kind of goes down into these things that are like not the problem but feel solvable maybe i'll let her have joseph maybe i'll i keep hearing the way you're talking about her as if you're like how do i find um a way to win an argument with her but that's not important like it isn't important for you that's like kind of the thing i came to well like i realized i'm still in a little bit in that depth of even though i really do want to like you know improve our relationship it's sometimes feels like at the very i don't know when it when it gets cold or when it gets like silent on her end i'm like i now i feel again like i did when we were together and i just want to like a win or just feel i guess you know and i sorry like feel like i have won some sort of step towards being more in his life and I realized that I need to drop that completely because like that isn't how any relationship should work. Well, I mean, you can even say that to her if you think she's into being honest. You can just have a new approach with her. You can just be like, hey, listen, I'm laying it all out there. Like, I really want to be around and I really, you know, just try it. And like, you're not wooing her anymore. So right. you don't have right. anything. I think that that's right. I, I hear yeah, you. I, yeah. Just sorry. I'm so sorry, guys. No, dear. It's uh, your life. We're going to go back to our dying dog after this call. So. So get it sorry. off your chest uh okay well um i shit while we're paused i would just like to say like those paintings in your background really need a little bit of space between them <laughs> it's driving me crazy like why are they buttressed up against they are each other touching. it's an optical illusion it's like a oh they have oh. space 
Yeah. I mean, they look, need more. I'm hearing that from you. What you were saying, you need a win. I'm hearing that from you. You're fighting right. the wrong battle. You're like, how can I rhetorically win a tete-a-tete with my ex so that she finally gives me a little bit of respect? I mean, I get. And don't the instinct. call her your ex. I think that's one problem too. I, like, right. call her by her name. I get the. It, I said that. No, I, I know. Get, I'm just I get saying. the instinct, which is like, if I can't win in the grand battle, maybe I can just like take. Maybe I could just have a little, a little bit of victory in the moment. But it's like. The relate the romantic relationship that you feel frustrated by with this woman that you feel like you couldn't uh, figure out a way to make it work. It's not the important relationship here anymore. It might be in the future. It might not. Natasha's correct. She's in your life right. for a for at least sixteen more years. You have to yeah. find a way to to find peace and harmony with her. But the more important thing is the relationship with this kid. And you're transferring. I'm just hearing this. I'm not a psychologist, yeah. although I'm I, I pretend I am. You're transferring all of the anguish and guilt and uh, and bad feelings you have towards yourself, towards your relationship with uh, with fatherhood and raising this kid into this like. Oh, she's tripping. She wants to change the name. Oh, she doesn't really. She's not clear. She's hard to read. Maybe I could wear her. That's all like, that's all unimportant parts of this conversation. The important part of this conversation is how do I get back in my kid's life? Am I ready? Because right. I admire, I want to give you some kudos. I admire the courage of you to say, you know, even though this child needs a father, the father that I could be at this moment isn't what he needs. I'm going to remove myself to Connecticut, get myself on track. But now that you're feeling like you're on track, maybe you're not ready for this yet, but your 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 trajectory and your goal should be not how do I figure out a way to get her to understand me, but how do I figure out a way to get back in this kid's life in a significant and meaningful way, in a healthy way? That's your goal right now. And I think Natasha's onto something. It might be time to pull in a third person who is not a podcast host uh, and, and is a professional. You and, know? and first try to lightweight manipulate her and just tell no. her how good of a job she's doing when you think she does a good parenting thing. I do thing. that all the time. Okay, good. Except, and it's not out of like manipulation's sake. I really do believe all that. And I remembered what I was going to say, yeah. which was I have to admit that in the past, like, I, you know, since I've left, I I mean, I've been paying child support and sending diapers and, you know, told every, anything I can. But I have been, I mean, my whole life I've been a flake. So mm -hmm. I get where sometimes what I say might not mean anything to her. But like, I don't know. It's, it's just... Uh, Listen, like actions speak louder than words. Mm -hmm. And I think that your actions should be stronger than your words. And I think that just focus on your actions at this point with totally her. I like this idea. I'm hearing uh, you. I hate to break it to you, but I'm finding you incredibly easy to read. Like, this, <laughs> like, like this is all like really obvious. Very unique. Uh, from, <laughs> from a, from a million miles bird eye perspective, I just see this thing so clearly. Like, like and forgive me, I'm not trying to like. I know you saw us at the comedy store, and we were probably talking about come. But <laughs> so forgive me for being emotionally, um, uh, um, so like I, I don't know, intrusive. But your self esteem is not where it could be, and so as a result, you feel like. I mean, I'm not gonna speak for you, but it sounds to me like a lot of like I'm bad, I'm a loser, I'm not a, I have all these things, I, I I'm not what I should be. And so I, I you I keep hearing you trying to get these little teeny win even in our conversation right now. Like you it, like you want to like get a word in so that you can like defend yourself. But defending yourself is the least important thing right now. The most important thing and, and also proving to yourself that you're a winner isn't that it's important. It is important. Uh but I think Natasha's right. The most important thing actually is not like feeling like you're a winner it's acting like one and that means right. getting involved in this kid's life right. uh it's like in the wrong battle yeah you're fighting the wrong battle all I right listen my dog's dying i think that we gave you good advice well hold on a okay. second. Great advice. I'm sorry. he's got it Absolutely. yeah i i yeah I, okay i i think thank that, you guys i'm sorry i'm sorry about no, don't be sorry you. listen this is your life and and this kid's going to be in your life for a long time and it doesn't he he would rather have you as a father than anyone else because you are his father so it doesn't matter like mistakes that you you've made in the past or things you needed to get together that, that stuff isn't important everybody's got a flawed father and a flawed mother and now yeah. the time isn't for uh, right for you to like figure out how to how to you know win or prove yourself the time is to just show up whatever that means maybe that doesn't mean moving to vegas right now maybe it does but what it means is showing up and, and part of that showing up could be going and getting a counselor on zoom with her with your baby's mama and you guys can work some of this stuff out so that the communication isn't being fueled by like bad self-esteem or i did thing, things wrong but is being fueled by your love for your kid 
And I think that's where you're going to find success. I think you're right. And I really appreciate your guys' advice. And yeah. Yeah. Good luck. This is hard stuff. You deserve you deserve to love your kid. He deserves to love you back. I know you do love him, but you deserve to have an active love. And so I think you, if you just keep trying, and you, you'll get there. All Thank right. Thank you so much. Good luck. Anyway, I got to say real quick, I've been reading um, uh, The World Deserves My Children, and that's kind of why I felt like asking you guys would be in, in the realm of things that I could you know so thank you so much both of you thank you for and, plugging uh, my book at the end I really do appreciate it it's a great book yeah I've been listening to a lot of podcasts I know how that goes you just, at the end but um so you can like bleep out the number or the names I said yeah we could do that like do Darth Vader voice shadow oh wait now you want anonymous <laughs> well why'd you get on no, video in the I'm first kidding, place I'm kidding <laughs> well I'll, I'll tell you what though in terms of what you said I'm hearing from you somebody who loves this kid and wants to be a good dad and doesn't exactly know the, the the first step to start doing that and i think that by you finding somebody to talk to like a counselor i think is a good idea individually and by you having counseling with this woman could be a really good idea because what i'm not hearing anything incriminating i'm hearing somebody that really wants to be a good person and i think that's really important and and and, and a good dad too thanks guy all right thanks. good luck Hey, good luck with you guys. And I'm sorry about Mayor Cutie. Oh, that's okay. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Later. Bye. Well, Tosh. Yeah. Uh, sounds like you want to go. Well, I just want to check on the dog. Is she dead? I don't think she's dead. Why? Because she stopped making noise? Yeah. Maybe she's just comfortable. All right. You think that's the case? I sure hope so. Should we go check on the dog? All right. Let's check on the dog. And listen, thanks for being there for me. You talking to me? I'm talking to my public. Oh, to the public. To the public. And to, um, to the listeners. Thank you for being there for Natasha. And cutie. All right, Natasha. I'm very sorry. But you know what? Just like that guy needs to figure out how to be a good dad, I think it's uh, time for us to figure out how to be a good end of end of life mom to old mayor cutie. So until next time, folks, we'll see ya. Aren't you supposed to say I love you? Oh, right. And Natasha, one of the things I love about you is how much you love that dog. I always really admired it. You really, it really is like, made me go, you know what? She could be a good mom. I love you too.